Harper here. Oh, glad for you to have made it all the way up here with me. Just look at that view. Breathtaking, isn't it? You know, it might be the most tangible thing to what love may look like. This view, anyway. But love can be harsh. It can be cruel. Something from the looks of it that you know a little bit about. <laughs> hmm. I'll tell you a little tale about finding love that will hopefully put you on the right path to capturing your own. <laughs> it's called His Arms Around Me. special. A subpar girl dumped by an above-average man. I want to say that I was used to this. The cycle. Girl meets man. Man woos girl. Girl falls hard enough to break. Man grows distant. Girl and man fight. Man cheats. Girl cries. Just another normal routine in my repetitive life. I decided after this time, I would shake up the routine. I found myself at a local bar, drowned in a fifth of whiskey, instead of a pint of haagen Nothing happened, if that's what you're thinking. My drunk self didn't even get a pervy glance my way, or a sinister wanton thought or gesture. I simply drank and hailed a taxi home, returning to my newly singled space and passed out. I kept trying my luck at this new me, this new routine. Now I wasn't lingering at this new because she was asking for it phase because I deep down wanted something nefarious to happen to me. I didn't want any of that. But honestly, it was a huge hit to the ego that not even the resident creep would look my way. As a matter of fact, 
He skirted around me on multiple occasions. It was enough for a girl to find a new bar to drink at with new potential suitors. But even that didn't work. The clock read 3 a.m. as I stared into the darkness of my bedroom. My brain knocked against the walls of my skull, chasing sleep away. I sat up and immediately clutched my head. Fuck. I sighed. I shuffled to the medicine cabinet to wrestle a bottle of Advil. I slid back under the sheets, my spot in bed still warm. My eyes prickled, and I bit down on my lip, fighting to keep the tears at bay. However, I wasn't strong enough to hold the dam. Tears flowed in droves onto my pillowcase, a sob pulsing my body beneath the sheets. A wail escaped my chapped lips. It was getting harder and harder to breathe. As if my wails conjured something, a whisper touch glided through my hair, brushing it away from my temples. I jumped from bed like a gunshot, my eyes snapping to the empty bed. Nothing. I bent down on my hands and knees, throwing the bed skirt up to peer under the bed. Only a few dust bunnies peered back at me through the darkness. I rose, slowly shaking my head. Damn, I must have drank more than I thought. <laughs> I climbed back into bed, my mixed feelings of depression and fright slowly ebbing into blissful sleep. The next night, it happened again. Awake once again, tears streaming down my face, and then a feather touch of a hand rubbing my back in small circles. What the fuck? I screamed, bolting upright. A beat went by. Nothing happened. A normal person would have freaked out, maybe even left to sleep on the couch for a night, or even sobered up a bit and went back to her old routine. But no, I just laughed. I laughed until a sob hiccuped out of my chest. I curled my legs tight to myself, my hands digging into my scalp. The only thing keeping me calm was the fact that the touching only happened when I cried. Great, just great. Now I am conjuring a phantom to cope with my shit, I said to the empty room. I was stressed out, too drunk too often, and my mind had funny stuff. Next, I'll be seeing dancing pink elephants twirling on top of my bed. Something had to give. That night, I made the conscious effort to change, and things started to get better for me. I threw myself into my work, and after a few weeks, I started to heal. I even met a guy at work. He was new, and I was chosen to be his tour guide. We clicked almost at once, leading to a first date once his first shift was completed. He was so nice. We laughed constantly, and I felt myself falling into my usual feelings. Of course, this led to my usual proceedings. I fell hard. He claimed I was getting too clingy. Then I found out he 
cheated fucking asshole the night after we broke up i was watching tv i don't quite remember what i was watching but i do remember polishing off a bottle and a half of two buck chuck the tears were already flowing silent for once like a ghost i shut the tv off and headed to bed i nestled deep into the blankets wishing to never emerge again I laid there, sobbing, when I heard a voice speak in my ear. It was so faint and so soft. It didn't startle me, just made my eyes open. Please don't cry. Yep. Sign me up for the looty bin because this girl is 5150. I didn't move. My mind too broken to possibly care that I was hearing voices now. In all honesty, I felt better, even though it was all in my head. Regardless, the fact remained that I was losing it. I needed to talk to a professional or a friend about this soon and fast. I went to the former because over the years of my serial dating, I had lost a lot of friends. I chose the first therapist Google had to offer and made an appointment. But wouldn't you know it, on the day of my appointment, I was feeling a little under the weather. My therapist agreed to a different time once I was feeling a little better, and that was that. The reason I didn't go was simple. I didn't feel like I was in any danger from this whatever it was. It was just something that popped up when I was sad. It wasn't attacking me for being a pathetic lump potato. So I guess, what was the real harm in it? Too bad I can't find a guy with the same caring traits. A few days of contemplating, and I finally went in for that appointment, just to talk in general. I told the doctor select pieces of what was going on, along with a few white lies omitting most parts about my phantom comforter. Dr. Martin was nice enough, even prescribed some anxiety, something disassociation, or something other medication. I was home in my kitchen, staring at the prescription note from Dr. Martin. I sighed, rubbing my eyes in mild frustration. Without warning, I felt a light touch slink around my waist. It was... A hug. A hug from someone I couldn't see. My mind spun worse than any hangover. Before I could write myself, a voice fills the space. I hate to feel your sadness. Please, let me make you feel better. My body shook, trapped between phantom limbs and fear, but grounded by a wave of knowledge that I was safe. For the first time in a long time, I felt cared for. Okay, okay, this is nuts, I said to the room. I don't, I don't know who you are or what you want with me. For a beat, there was nothing but the sound of my heavy breathing filling the kitchen air. But then the voice came once more. My name is Adam, and I want to make you happy. My knees buckled and I slid to the floor my body unwilling to cooperate. 
My body started to shake. But from excitement and fear, I finally had someone. Someone who cared for me. Much later, I laid in bed, staring at the revolving ceiling fan. Adam? Adam? Can you hear me? Silence. My heart sank through the mattress, only to be resurrected. Yes, I'm here. Are you okay? <laughs> I smiled like a kid on Christmas. Yes, yes I am now. I know, I know, all of this is crazy. But put yourself in my shoes for a second. It wasn't like I was in any immediate danger. It wasn't a rampant poltergeist inhabiting my apartment. Plus I had some one who truly cared about me. Isn't that what everybody wants? Adam and I talked nearly every evening for months and I learned a lot about him. We had a few things in common, especially with a romantic past as shitty as my own. A kindred broken spirit we grew as close as two people could be. We lay in my bed one evening, while well, at least I laid, talking about nothing and everything when I turned my head in the direction of his voice. Is it messed up that I finally found someone to care about me, but I can't fully be intimate with them? There was a pause before he answered, his words skittering down the nape of my neck. It is, but I am here now. And that is what matters. If I could be more, I would be. But for now, this will have to do. I sighed, and his arms pulled tighter around me. Sleep. He whispered, and my eyes fluttered closed at the words like a spell had been cast upon them. I didn't push him for a lot of information after that, afraid he would vanish from my side. But I still asked other questions to make us closer. How... how did you die? The question came from my lips, and I shrank a little in anticipation of the reply. A hand worked through my hair, a cold, comforting pressure at my back. It was an accident. Well, I think it was an accident. He paused for a moment, as if clearing the fog of his memory. I waited, my stomach coiling in knots. I don't remember much, really. I think the moment you die, your death washes away from you, as if it were a wave delivering you to shore. It rolls back into the sea, taking your hardships into its foam. I have the sense of not being able to breathe, the slight taste of nuts scratching the back of my throat. That's all. His words tapered off into a whisper, as if remembering caused him pain. I rolled over, my arms outstretched. <laughs> Come here. Let me hold you for once. He laughed, and then chilled pressure enveloped me, curling my toes. I'm sorry you can't remember, but it brought you to me. A ghost of a smile spread across my chest. That it did. The night slowly passed by before Adam spoke again. I love you. 
tears welled in my eyes at his omission. I... I love you too. More than you know. With the expression of our love, we tried for a more intimate relationship. I won't go into details, but what passed between us was quite frankly the best I'd ever had. But a few weeks later, I found my apartment empty. I called out Adam's name, but there was no response. Fucking typical. Even ghost guys are assholes. I cried myself to sleep for the first time in months. A knock on my door woke me from sleep. I had fallen asleep on the couch. A tub of Rocky Road soup stared at me from my coffee table. Blinking, I yawned and went to the door, puzzled at who it could be. When I opened it, a young, handsome-looking man stood on the other side. Um, can I help you? I asked, wishing I had looked out through the peephole before I opened it. He wasn't bad-looking, but it was also late, and this was exactly how girls ended up on an episode of SVU. Without a word, the man leaned in close, his mouth coming close to my ear. Did you miss me? Air filled to my lungs so sharply it cut like glass down my throat. Adam! I yanked him into my apartment, my arms pulling him close. But how? I've been working for weeks on this. I found him in the alley. Poor guy was drunk out of his mind banged his head pretty badly. I got in just at the cusp of his death, so we have a little while until it gets cold. I didn't need more prompting than that. I dragged Adam to the bedroom, finally able to feel the real him. After we made love, true love, for the first time, I slept in the warmth of his arms and everything was right in the world. My phone buzzed on the kitchen counter, and I stared at it, sipping my coffee from the other side of the small space. I had a feeling I knew who it was, but I wasn't willing to entertain them. I knew what was going to be said anyway. The phone finally stopped its mediocre waltz with a final chirp-chirp voicemail. With a huff, I pushed off the counter snatched up the phone and opened the voicemail, putting the phone on speaker. Blah, blah, you have missed the last few appointments. Blah, 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 you haven't filled your prescription as promised. Yada, yada, call me. Yeah, yeah, delete. I deleted the voicemail and turned it back around. Well, boys, the world may be encroaching on our little happy bubble. We may have to move soon. I wrinkled my nose the strong scent of rot wafting to me. I went to Adam, my lips grazing the soft gray flesh of his earlobe. Thanks again for bringing this new body home for us. He's a perfect replacement for you. I kissed his cheek, his cheek enveloping my plump lips until I could feel bone. I stood, smiling softly at my happily ever after. Finally, I was able to have arms around me forever.
This has been a Morbid Forest production. On this week's episode, you've heard His Arms Around Me by Sean Moreau and narrated by Sean Moreau and Naomi Richards. Do you love history? Do you love learning about how things are built, especially maybe bridges? Then check out the Bridge Boys. Welcome to Bridge Boys. Bridges. My name is Jeremy, and this is my partner in crime, Andreas Papas. That's right. We're here to introduce you to the podcast that takes you on a whirlwind tour of the world's coolest bridges. Yeah, we'll be exploring the history, culture, and engineering that goes into them. So we hope you'll join us on our exploration of all these beautiful bridges. And be sure to subscribe to the Bridge Boys podcast on your favorite podcast player. Yeah, we'll be dropping some new bridge knowledge every Monday starting August 9th. So we'll talk to all of y'all then. Bridges. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You can check out the Bridge Boys on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and also on thebridgeboyspod.com. As always, you can give us a follow on Instagram at The Morbid Forest. Write us a little love letter at themorbidforest at gmail.com. And you can also become a Patreon at patreon.com slash themorbidforest. And also hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast really is the best way for us to reach more fellow travelers on the path to find just that extra special thing that they're looking for, as well as just put us out there on Apple. So give us a little like, a review, all of the things. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate you coming and listening to us. And we'll see you next week, travelers, on The Morbid Forest. <laughs>